is wise to the world of danger. One who is new to the stories of old. One who is privy to the mysteries that linger. What will they find on their quest into? And it's like, whatever, I'm quitting soon. So I do whatever I want. And I was like stapling some papers and I accidentally stapled my fingernail. <laughs> uh, so there's a, <laughs> there's a staple in my fingernail. And I was like, oh, I hate it. Oh, that's awful. And then I took a picture of it and I sent it to my friends because what else do you do? And I was like, whoops. And then I took the staple out and then I was like, oh, man, that was bad. And then I looked at my fingernails and I thought, what if I did it another nine times? <laughs> <laughs> stapled the rest of my fingernails twice i hate this a lot (laughs) um and then okay okay it doesn't end here okay what so and then i sent pictures to my friends and brian was like what the fuck are you doing please stop and i was like yeah i took them all out it was awful and he's like yeah obviously it was awful it was i was like all right i'll go home i'll cut my fingernails and then we'll be done with it i didn't cut my fingernails i went back to work the next day i looked at my other hand which is free from staple holes i I stapled the my other hand nine ten times two for each finger i broke a whole bunch of my nails but the ones i didn't break i was like can i make these holes bigger marilyn is taking her headphones <laughs> off. so i i used the staples to like file my nail down in these holes and then i took a mechanical pencil and i shoved that through the and holes is walking away she left and then after I got them bigger, I took a paper clip and I forced it through and it hurt. I was worried I was going to pull my nail off, but I still did it. And now there's like these little like holes in my like little eye holes. I drew a smiley face under it, actually. I've said this before and I'll say it again. But like the most horror thing about this podcast is the shit that you say. <laughs> <laughs> Freaky little goblin. I, ha- I still haven't <laughs> cut my fingernails, but I really ought to. <sighs> I'm sorry for grossing you out so much, Marilyn. (laughs) (laughs) I walked away mostly for the comedic shit. It is very funny. I can send you pictures if you want. No. (laughs) No, I'm good. Like, it was a good goof, but no. (laughs) I have the visual. They do, like, little eye holes, though. All right. (laughs) Marilyn, you got it? Yeah, I've been ready, girl. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Get on my level. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another mystical and twistical installment of Tales of Bone and Ice. A Dungeons and Dragons spooky funny playthrough podcast that follows a small adventuring party trekking through the frozen wasteland they call home. My name is Marilyn and I play Maris, a dragonborn paladin who is here for a good time and a short time and now a short time again probably. Joining me is Grimhild playing Sukunkana, a Kalstar druid who's hopped up on beans. <laughs> I also have here Candorcore playing Condemned, the Goliath fighter who we can all agree is sick of everyone's shit at all the times. We also have a man who needs no introduction, our wonderful DM Brian, who is possibly also hopped up on beans. But I'll never tell. Now it's time to roll for recap. Applause. Impressive. 
Beautiful. I wrote that down three weeks ago because I thought I was introducing last time. <laughs> it was really good. I am hopped up on beans. Constantly. Consistently and always. Forever. Consistently. Uh, so recap rolls, everybody. 19. 13. 12. Merlin. Okay. What happened was there was a big sigil that was burned in the ground. It was a wolf head breathing fire with a scar over the eye. Ew. Oh, it was Fang because she is a wolf with one eye. The big Goliath that was in town that we were talking to who was like a prisoner with us, he saw Fang's chest like explode and her cage was like destroyed. She took to the sky on flame wings. Blah, 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 blah. The fog came back. <laughs> a skeleton has our lizards. He's so cute. Named Alexander. He just woke up one day as a skeleton and his armor said Alexander. <laughs> Forgot about him. Claimer said he saw someone a Flaming Wings person. There was a girl. They called her the Flameborn. We head back home. I trip over a two-handed sword. A great sword. Don't need it, but okay. But I might use it. We have a collective dream. This is where I think like we ended. Um, we're in a forest and a voice says, we seek you, blah, blah, blah. My boy Claimer's there, obviously. Um, we go down the path. There's a corpse on a chair. I take an hourglass from it. The sand wasn't moving. Um, there's a religious symbol on the hourglass. And then we see a door. And then I put the hourglass in the door and the sand starts to fall. And then it got really loud. And then it's like the door opened. We see the world freeze over and Condemned and Sick and Connor were drawn to it. And the mean claimer tried to stop them. Selfishly, yeah. There was like a bunch of bodies falling. And then a golden dragonborn wearing similar armor, dot, dot, dot. Oh, me. And a half orc sorceress, hands wreathed in flame. And then I have an arrow that goes down from halfway down my notes. And it says desert is fine, not frozen. Desert is probably not fine. <laughs> that, that is almost good notes. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Thank you. You talked with the birdman who was left alive in the uh, arena. His name is Gons. He left after you guys went outside and talked with Bannis, who was one of the prisoners. They decided to leave themselves. Oh, yeah. Connie gave Grim a stern talking to about rage. Oh, mm. Yes. Yeah, we learned Connie's tragic backstory. Well, I don't know if tragic backstory is the right term. It's tragic for someone else. Definitely life-altering. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. In more way than one. Yeah. Fate-altering, even. Yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> I think that was everything. I got some kind of jug. And Man, skulls. Sukunkana got a jug. Sukunkana got a jug. I don't know what it does. Don't know what it is. You got a jug? I actually don't remember this. Yeah, she got a jug. Some kind of magical item. Yeah. I have to inspect it. I failed on my investigation on it, or my Akana, whatever. So I, I'm just carrying it around. I'm just carrying around a jug made out of skulls. You know, like a normal person. You know what? I do remember you failing a skill check, but I don't remember the jug for some reason. We kind of glossed over it in, in effort of leaving the burning building and then also maybe committing some war crimes that we didn't get to commit. Yeah. It's not a war crime if we're not acting in the name of a nation state. So we're all clear, baby. There's no laws. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the police? No one, that's who. And you guys also leveled up. Yeah. yeah. I can attack twice, I think. Yeah. I can use third level spells now. I think Maris can use second level spells if she couldn't already. Yep, 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 sure can. Another thing to note is that at level five, our proficiency bonus goes up. Oh, Yes. Right. You guys are going to be slightly better at normal things and attacking. Yeah, and that's actually specifically important for witchcraft because that also means that our crafting level goes up. <laughs> Frig, yes, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, our witchcraft level goes up. You get another feat. Uh, as well from that book another one of the uh, skills I sure haven't looked at it in a while that's okay we'll we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it well, it's not going to be this session no right no okay <laughs> Uh, 
Uh, so as it stands, you guys have now woken up. You were not woken up by Alexander. And as you recall, where you put him, his head is just sitting outside the tent, looking out. Should we have given him body if he is to be on watch? No, you don't want him to get cold. He is skeleton. Yeah. Hey, Xander, you good? Of course I'm good. Cold is for people with skin. Mm, gross. <laughs> That his voice is more like, hello, I'm Alexander. Yeah, I remember being much more annoyed when he was talking. <laughs> Look, I gotta figure out where his voice is, too. I'm Alexander, hello. I, hello. There it is. There it is. There's my boy. <laughs> There's my sweet pony boy. Cold is for people with skin. Now I want to fight him. <laughs> Should we get out on the road again? Uh, if everyone is rested. Yeah, y'all had that dream, right? We should talk about that. Yeah, you're right. Maris, I wanted to tell you, uh, I saw a person who looked like you and was wearing like your armor, like falling from the sky. And also like somebody like a half orc sorcerer holding fire. I feel like that. I feel like we can all use context to figure out who that is. I can't. Who? Who was it? Like uh, my, my, come on, my adopted family. Good old undo. Oh, right. Yeah, but like Why I also- Why was I falling? It wasn't you, I don't think. I mean, I assume not. It was Maybe when... it was. Maybe it was suppressed oh, memory. Is that maybe. why you are scared of heights, Maris? Are you super old? I don't think so. How old are you? I was born some amount of years ago. I don't remember what I wrote on my backstory. I'm quite young. That sounds made up. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I don't remember being born. Ooh. Oh no, is that bad? Oh, that's a bad sign. Oh my god. <laughs> it's okay. I don't remember being born either. It's okay. Oh, okay. I was found in some dirt. Don't worry about it. Wait, what? Oh, dirt. I remember dirt. You know about dirt? I remember dirt. Wait, wait a second. Do you know, do you remember when this was not ice? No. Why do you remember dirt? I just remember being under it and then I was here. You just reminded me of dirt. You were also born in dirt? <laughs> uh, well, maybe I died and then was put in dirt. Like a grave? And then found my way here. Oh, okay. Why would you put body in dirt? Uh, it's, it's how they used to... That's what they used to do with dead bodies. Don't worry about it. Um, Co it's compost. Yeah. Compost. Uh, comp uh, compost is, uh, you know, when uh, bodies decompose. Yeah. And then the and then the ravages come. You know, and they get all stinky and they fall apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They do that, except they bury it in the ground. So it's not so stinky. Oh. Wait, wouldn't they not decompose that way in the frozen ocean, though? Because it'll be extremely dry and also too cold for insects. So they just mummify. Yep. You do find a lot of petrified stuff. But, I mean, if you find a corpse inside of a home, I mean, we found that, that yuckiness in a, a Lucky Bill... Lucky Bill? Billfoot? Lucky Billfoot! <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Billfoot! Do we have another character named that later? That was a different situation because that was, like, a body that was, like, being eaten. I'm sure that they know what bad meat is. Mm. It would happen. Yeah. yeah, because like we have like the celestial staircase back home. That's where they walk down to. It smells like meat in there. <laughs> well, it smells like, probably smells like, you know, whatever noxious gases kill people. And maybe some of the mummified corpses and also of the necromancer that I firmly believe is down there. <laughs> anyway, okay, back to character. Sukunkana says, it was just a dragon person in your armor falling from the sky. Which is your grandfather's armor, yes? Was it his grandfather's before him? I don't, I don't know. Was it? 
Uh, he did not talk about his family. Then no, I don't know. Uh, well, you know, keep that in your little brain for next time. Are these like are these like visions of like the past? Then I assume so. It seems unlikely to be visions of the future. Although there was a patch of land. Where would it be? Do we know? Like in relation to where we are now? I get no idea. You know, in my clan, we had a saying about mysteries like this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> keep walking. Yeah, let's pack up and go. And so you pack up and go. <laughs> and so we pack up and go. Oh, I wanted to investigate the jug. I guess, uh, first of all, since it's been a day or so, roll an arcana check on that alchemy jug. Okay. I got a 20, but unnatural. All right. Uh, so what you know is that this is an alchemy jug. Great. You already said that. The magical item alchemy jug. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm going to I'm gonna alter the thing a little bit so it, it spouts a little bit different things. Then you add it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go in there and I'll figure it out myself. But you can, you can just have jug. And I want to make skis real quick for Alexander so that we can give him a rope and he can just ski behind us on our lizards. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess you're going to try and tie your shield to your lizard and then put alexander on top of it or just like have him sit on the shield and he holds the rope and then i tie the rope like around like my waist or is that uh, <laughs> this, this requires you to tell me what you want i know i'm trying to think of what we used to do as, as kids and i think that's as similar to what we used to do all right give me a survival check just real quick to try and tie this onto you and then onto also onto your shield to make a little sled for alexander Ooh. 18, nope, 16 plus 3, 19. Okay, you do a pretty good job. It doesn't feel like it's going to fall off, but uh, Alexander's yeah. back there and he says, are you sure this is safe? Listen, you're going to love this. <laughs> okay, well, let's see. Hold tight and just let it, you know, keep an eye on our behinds and let us know if anything's coming. All right, I'm worried, but I'll trust you. You don't, I'm not going to, you don't have to if you don't want to. I can run along beside you. I don't know why I don't get tired. But can you? I don't have how, muscles. Yeah, but can you, how fast can you run? Uh, race me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, uh, he stands next to you. And uh, he says, okay, go. And he's like, pew! And he's <laughs> super fucking fast. I take like three steps and I stop and I go, okay, okay. I just put my shield away. <laughs> All right, roger that. Sound like somebody's allergic to fun. Okay, I'm coming back. And then he, he like walks back like at normal pace. Well, now I've gone to where they Yeah, damn, All right, dude. Uh, so you guys want to head on the road, pack up your shit, and get on the road? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys pack up your shit, and you get on the road. Yeah. Following Sukunkana's guidance, you make your way past the other communities that we were in. Do you guys go in and stuff or do you like go around? I mean, should we should we go through? The ones with all the corpses? Yeah. The ones with the corpses and the one that's burned we, down. We don't need to stop at the corpse ones. <laughs> Let's just not. Well, should we go through just to see if anything's different? The last time we went near the corpse files, they came to life and attacked us. It seems unlikely to yield more beneficial results than it already has. Well, while we pass by, can I do a perception check to see if I see anyone? Yeah, of course you can. Or anything? Yeah, samesies, samesies, please. Uh, give, me the, give me the one from Grimm first. I got a nine. Doesn't look any different? Okay. Seems like there's nothing around. And I got a 12. Oh, same, but like a little bit more detail. Mm. Just keep going. Yeah. Roger that. All right. As you guys pass by, there's nothing. You can't see anything going on in this horrible corpse-ridden playground. 
That's not the word. It could be a playground. You keep going for a few more days, and you wind up at, I believe the next place was called Endure. It's not called nothing now. <laughs> that copyright has expired. You come across Persist, same idea. Do you guys just try to like bypass it? Uh, Well, what time is it? I want to play with my jug. I know you said you were going to do it later, but I want to play with my jug. <laughs> what time is it? It's about close up on getting dark. Should we stay there, like find a shelter? Is there any shelters left? I don't think so. There's a few places that are still like sheltered enough, but... The, this is the place that had the big pile of bodies in the center. It was persist. No, this is the place I was burned. Is it wise to camp over in such a place? I am concerned about spirits. No, it'll be okay. I'll do some witch magic to make sure they don't bother us. Witch magic? Yeah. A joke went over everybody's head. I felt like that was very funny. Sorry, I wasn't listening. No, no, no. no. I, I, I understood it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cast witch bolt. Witch bolt. All right. Well... Condemned is going to be a little bit on edge, but I guess he will be searching around for a place to rest and maybe get killed by ghosts. All right. Give me a survival check, Condemned. Yep. Mm-hmm. 19. Hell yeah. Nice. nice. All right. Uh, you do find a decent spot. Uh, you find one of the huts that has been burned out from the inside, but all the walls remained intact, so it's still fairly tent-like, and you could definitely stay in this hut. It's fine. It's been hardened. Precisely. And look, see, this back wall is weak, so in an emergency, I can kick through it and we can escape. Perfect. She says, Akin Kuku. And she summons fire. And then what she's going to do is she's going to lift the fire and wave it around and be like, Ghosts, <laughs> do not bother us tonight. <laughs> We respect you. And she's she's pulling it out of her out of her butt. <laughs> I should roll performance. Please, please do. <laughs> roll performance by all means. I got a 19. <laughs> no insight check and Dem believes her. Yeah. Believe you alone. Does that actually happen? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. It's performance because she's faking it. No, I no, I know that. I know that's what you intended. But Brian is like, no. Like you didn't just introduce fucking Alexander last session. Okay. I have no idea what you're capable of. Uh, I'm cap every think about yourself as a DM. I'm capable of all those things. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Sukunkana is gonna start a fire uh, using the produce name that she just produced, and whatever it is, they have to make fire. Uh, it's usually like waste fire. What? Using like human waste as fire. Okay, I didn't need to get into details about this. <laughs> I was just saying she was just going to light a fire. I wasn't going to get into it. So you, your fire is lit. Now I have to know that my fire is fueled by shit. Yeah. I already knew that, but I didn't need to be thinking about well. it. <laughs> so the fire is going. Meredith, we need to talk about your diet. <laughs> <laughs> I can I investigate the jug yet? Yeah, you can play with the jug. I want to play with the jug. Did you add it to my inventory? No, I did not. I was busy thinking about the things that are going to be in it. What kind of things are going to be in it? So what you see in the eyes are two gems, and they have four different sides on them, and they all correspond to uh, different things. So you have, so they have two things with five slots each. <laughs> Ten things. Yeah, similar to what you get out of them. You get the uh, the acid, the basic poison. You get something that smells really awful. Like when you were at your place uh, back home in Thrive, when you had a vegetable that went really off, it smelled really tangy and kind of gross, and you were like, I'm not going to eat that. The beer. You have something very sweet smelling, because you are who you are. You would know that this is honey. Guys, holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> 
one of the ones that in there uh, you don't recognize, and it's what it is is it's not mayonnaise because I'm not gonna let you have mayonnaise. There's too much flavor for all this. Come on, come on. Give me the power of mayonnaise. I will not give you the power of mayonnaise. A jar of semen. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know what? I just want to say, Brian, as a white person, thank you for not appropriating my culture. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's too spicy. Yeah. yeah, I simply can't. It's the chipotle mayo. Is it China lily soy sauce? <laughs> the soy sauce of our forefathers? The soy sauce of our people? Yeah. In, any, in case anybody doesn't know, China lily soy sauce is very popular with First Nations families. I'm not sure what that is, but that's... I don't know why. It's, it's just the one. It's just the one. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? What is it, though? The one that is not mayonnaise, it smells medicinal in nature. Not really sure what it is. Uh, and then you get uh, the oil, the vinegar, the water. You get no salt water. And instead, you get bone broth, which would be useful. And then the other one is another, like, fermented fruity type thing. Kind of gross. Okay, cool. So I won't know anything that this is because even though it's alchemy-based, I don't... I've never seen this kind of alchemy, right? Yeah. This is this is liquid alchemy. Your crystal's alchemy. So what I do is I, I grab some watskana. Some meat. Yeah, some dried meat. I grab some watskana. And I go, oh, you guys, you guys, you guys. Um, and take the skull jug and I pour out this viscous, kind of opaque yellow liquid. <laughs> and I pour it onto the watskana. Uh... <laughs> and I was like, try this. Try this for real. Is it like the carrot? No, it's so, it's okay. It's yes, it's kind of, it's sweet. Oh, okay. It's so good. And I'm kind of imagining this like, you know, when you put like maple syrup or something on a piece of bacon, you know? Yeah. Same energy. Mmm, so good. Same energy. I hand it to each of them. So fucking, that's like, underrated. Eat it, eat it, eat it. Hell yeah, I, I eat it immediately. I have question. Yes. What is sweet? Sweet? Um, try, you'll find out. Maris, you try it immediately. This is an overwhelming, impossible, and difficult to stand amount of flavor. Like, imagine, if you will, as a white person, the first time you tried, like, some sort of very strong ethnic food, and you were like, holy fuck, this is awesome. And it's like, I can only have so much, oh, okay, you know? gotcha, yeah. What you guys see is I pop it into my mouth, and I chew it for a second, and then, you know, in, like, those videos of, like, toddlers that have, like, a slice of pizza for the first time, mm -hmm. their eyes glaze over and then, like, kind of close over and then their soul leaves their body. Mm -hmm. I think that's what happens in this moment to Maris. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they come back and they go, what the fuck? Condemn's going to suspiciously look at the piece of meat and then he's going to look at Maris and make sure that Maris is still okay. I'm just, like, swaying back and forth like a happy baby. <laughs> okay. He's going to lean over and he's going to bite into it. Impossible. Yeah, as it's like this explosive. Ex this explosion of, like, flavor and sensation. I think Condemn's first reaction because the only time that he really has this amount of sensation is when he gets hurt yeah. like pain is the only thing that he experiences with this amount of like intensity yes intensity thank you he like automatically just sort of like stops and braces because that's the only way he knows how to deal with large amounts of sensation <laughs> it's like his fight or flight <laughs> fight flight or freeze yeah fight or flight but i'm too clumsy to flight yeah <laughs> i have conflicting feelings about this uh sugan kind of is just straight up drinking it <laughs> well that can't be good for <laughs> like you. she had dreams about this and she's like holy shit <laughs> what is this where, where did this come from uh this is called Yuat. 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 it's it's also the same word as uh, the creature that makes it. What? What, what creature makes it? What? A Yuat. <laughs> she just said. <laughs> I'm stupid. This is canon. They're like, okay, do you remember when I was telling you guys about bugs? 
Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, there's this really cute, really small creature. They're fuzzy and they're they have black and yellow stripes. Uh-huh. Okay, cute. And they shouldn't be able to fly, but they can. And they're really little. Basically, what they do is they go around to these uh, little plants, um, which are called uh, aknukyuk, which are little plants that have like like colorful petals on them. And they gather up stuff from that, and then they go back home, and then they turn it into this like sweet stuff uh, called yuat. How do they turn it into the sweet stuff? I... Like I don't, they make it like in a in a bowl. I don't know. Well, no, like I don't know. They probably like puke it out or like uh, poop it or something. I'm not actually sure. What? I just know that they make it. So this is like <laughs> nukinka vomit. No, no, no. The um. Okay, here one second. She's gonna use wild shape to turn into a bee. <laughs> uh, that has a flying speed. You don't have the ability to do that. Damn it! I just wanted you to tell us that we were eating puke so bad. <laughs> yeah, I want it. Okay, I'm, she's gonna take out her book and she's gonna draw a picture of a bee, a very simple picture of a bee. This is what a yuat looks like. Okay. And they're little and they're cute and they make this and it's delicious. What are the dots behind it that lead off the paper? You know, when you draw a bee and then you draw the little yeah. dots. Yeah. To show where There's the little dots, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's because it can fly. Oh, cute. Aww. That's how it gets to all of the aknukyuk. And for Anilid and listening, aknukyuk means a flowers. Alexander looks at you all just having this good time, having this honey and this food. And if a skeleton had eyeballs, he would look down at his mouth like he was upset. Like, one day I'll have a tongue again, maybe. You want me to pour some oil on you, bud? He takes his head off and he puts it outside. And then he like just lets his bones sort of sit on the inside. And he's uh, noticeably sad. Wait, why can't you taste it? I don't have a tongue. It doesn't stop you from speaking. That is weird. I have no tongue. Let's try it. You want me to put some stuff where your tongue would be? All right. He he like he walks over and he picks his head back up and he doesn't put it back on his body. He like holds it in front of Sukunkana. Okay, she pours some honey into his mouth. Uh, <laughs> since his head's not attached, he just sort of like his jaw like opens up and then you just sort of like pour like through his jaw to the ground. He closes his jaw and he says, thanks for trying. And then he puts his head back down outside and he, uh, his bones just lay in the corner. I'm sorry, bud. Do I have any, like, other, like, vessels that I can put honey into? Not really, no. I think you have, like, an empty potion bottle? Yeah, I'm going to put some honey in a potion bottle then. Yeah, all right. What are the odds that Tsukunkana would empty her water skin and fill it with honey? They're pretty high, but she's not going to. <laughs> I'm going to add potion bottle full of honey. What, what is that one that smells super gross? Oh, I can't summon more than one kind of liquid a day. Uh, I, we, we can try it tomorrow. Well, I'm just wondering because I, I have those boots of devouring. Oh. And I wonder if, like, your smelly thing is so gross that it'll puke out its contents. Yeah, we can try that tomorrow. Um, so many left socks. Just a bunch of feet. <laughs> bunch of left feet. Uh, fun thing about a yuat is it's actually really good for preserving things. What's gonna? Yeah. Oh, no, I guess it's already kind of preserved, though, isn't it? It is kind of preserved, but it can make it tastier, that's for sure. It's also good for your skin. And it's really tasty. It's got lots of calories. So that means we should eat up. Uh, Ooh, okay. <laughs> so is going to spend the night eating honey and what's going <laughs> to... I just imagine Winnie the Pooh, but you. Yeah. You're, you're going to be the first person in however long to get type 2 diabetes in this world. Yeah, good. <laughs> it's a gallon of honey, y'all. She, are you going to try to eat all the honey? It's a gallon of honey. She's That's not like... going to try to eat all of it. She's going to eat as much of it as she can okay. for fun because she hasn't had honey in her entire life. And she's been dreaming 
about it. Oh my god. This is like when you and I were kids and mom wouldn't buy us junk food and then we started having our own money and then we just made ourselves sick on junk food. Mm-hmm. All the time. That's exactly what happens to you. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you like you're pounding this honey and it's so sweet and all of a sudden you're just like, I don't feel so good in your tummy, you know? That feeling when like you can feel your blood's turning to sludge mm. yeah that's all right you have the honey nightmares <laughs> the honey nightmares I, t- I dream that a bunch of bees are trying to turn me into pollen yeah you, you have like you have a horrible dream where you're like stuck and there's a rabbit yelling at you and you're not wearing any pants and uh, <laughs> how very dare you maha is in the background of all this like what the hell happened out there and she looks like christopher robin she looks like christopher robin <laughs> uh, and you guys wake up everything seems to have been all right through the night your lizards are still outside alexander Alexander's watching. Cute. Love him. Condemned is going to continue to keep watches. Okay. Don't, ne- never trust a skeleton. Never trust a skeleton. Yeah, I kind of assumed that we were going to still do watches with him. Yeah. yeah. There's no reason not to have two. Who doesn't want to hang out with Alexander? There's one reason not to have two. <laughs> uh, so with doing your watches and uh, waking up, you are able to head off and your next stop will be Continuance and then Thrive. Yay! Okay, I'm name blind or name deaf, I guess. Is Continuance one of the places that's burned down? No, or... Continuance is where no, Jewel that's, is and that's everybody. where Jewel lives. Oh, that's where we had that whole arc. Right, okay. That's Milftown. Milftown, Milftown yes. BB. Why didn't you just say that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, we, we had to... I'm going to have to try really hard not to call it Milftown now. <laughs> I'm actually going to build a sign. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess we return to continuance then. So once you guys arrive in continuance, you can see that more or less the rebuilding efforts from the most recent stuff, they're done. It looks like everybody's working pretty hard at building up security as... Jewel has basically done a very hostile but needed takeover. If you guys want to say hi to Jewel and Belfast, they are walking around. Yeah, you know, we should yeah. we should give them an update. About we gotta we, warn them. We, well, not warn because they said that there there wasn't going to be any more cannibal shit. No, we should warn them about people who know how to steal people's body parts and eat them. Ooh, and to keep an eye out for Fang because they know Fang and like keep an eye out for like flaming Fang, fire Fang, <laughs> which is my nickname. Anywho, so you guys walk up to uh, Jewel in Belfast and uh, right down there just walking between places and they're uh, they're doing a walk and talk like in a, a political drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love those. And uh, Jewel says, now just remember, like I, I used to do this all by myself and then you came along and like and <laughs> Belfast interrupts like, I know how you did it before because I was there and I was I, I, I know how to do your job. It's okay. Don't worry. And uh, Jewel notices you guys and says, oh, oh, you three. Uh, who's that? Oh, 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 sorry. This is Alexander. He's our friend. He's, he's, a friend. he's 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 cool. He's, he's super cool. He's great. He's really nice. Alexander, say hi. He doesn't say anything. Alexander, don't be shy. They're nice. Hey, Alexander, actually, maybe do you want to take the lizards outside and just tend to them? No, we. I don't want anyone to attack him while he's... We have to make sure that no one attacks him. Oh, right. Um, She, she mine likes Jewel, and she's like, Jewel, this is Alexander. He's our friend. Okay. If anything happens to him, I will be very upset. Uh, I've had a rough couple of days, and this is the only thing keeping me together. That and the honey. That and the honey. Um, I guess, okay, as a favor to you, I won't ask Belfast to crush his skull. 
I, you wouldn't even get close. <laughs> oh no, I tripped trying to stop Belfast. <laughs> What's happening now? Oh no. On a side note, out of character, I have level three spells now. and I'm raring to use them. And I am afraid to use ain't them. Ain't nobody going to hurt him. I've got a spell called Tidal Wave, okay? Sounds exceptionally <laughs> dangerous in your hands. Oh, it is. <laughs> If anything happens to Alexander... So, Alexander remains quiet. Uh, Jewel says, okay, well, hold on. Uh, she runs off into her nearby home, comes out with, like, a cloak, and she just puts it over his head, and he's, like, still has skeleton hands. And she runs back in, and she grabs some gloves, and she puts them on him, so he's, like, in disguise as much as he can be. You know, that's a good call. That's so cute. Now he just looks like a hooded figure, which is just as, like, everybody's got hoods and capes and cloaks and stuff. Everybody's pretty mysterious. I give him a big thumbs up to let him know he looks fly as fuck. Yeah, I wink at him. Mm -hmm. He does not respond at all. He's shy. We should have taken him into the other towns. We, sh we should have. I said it as a joke, but I kind of meant it. Um, Jewel, hey, um, we actually have some updates for you. I think that you'll find interesting yeah, and helpful. We need to talk to you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. we, we, uh, we've been through some shit some good news and some bad news and i have a gift for jade okay well or, um knock you. uh okay uh well i i do happen to have uh the ability to spend the night at home tonight with jade so i think that you guys should go there and i'll wait for you there can we um rely on you for your hospitality tonight or yes of course Thank you. You're you're like so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the town looks good, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. By the way, good work. Yeah, top tier. For real, for real. Belfast looks at Connie and uh, he like pops his chest. He like hits his chest with his hands. And he says, all right, one time. Let's go. Uh, yeah, this is the only opportunity we got right now. Wrestling or? <laughs> we can fuck too. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, you're not... Not really my type. Uh, <laughs> uh, one might lead into the other, I don't know. <laughs> What's more sexual than wrestling? I don't even know. Wrestling is sex, but there's but your dick is inside your pants. Right? Yeah, let's, let's just grab each other's bodies and see what happens. <laughs> one match, right now, right here, real quick. I just have to know. All right? We have time, right? Like you, You're here for the day. You're here for the night. Okay. I'm going to say... Condemn, do it. Like, you you totally got this. Like, I, I super believe in you. And then I'm going to cast Bless on him. It's cheating. You, right there. You, stop that right there. <laughs> yeah, if I if I feel the Bless, I'm like, take that off. <gasps> no. No cheating. Aww. But you did waste the spell. You did okay. waste the spell slot. But I can do three <laughs> creatures. So I'm also going to do Grim and myself, just in case. So you guys are just blessed for fun. Can I do a backflip? Sure. It doesn't. Because it, it adds to my ability score, right? No, it adds to oh. attack rolls and saving throws. Sukun Khan is about to find that out the hard way. Oh, man. Okay. Sukun Khan is like, okay, wait. Someone, I want to see how hard I can punch someone with her five strength. All right. Six strength. Oh, you want to go up against Belfast first? You can warm him up for me. Yeah. Oh. Belfast, I'm going to punch you one time and please don't hit me back. Roll your attack. Okay. And please don't hit me back. <laughs> I got 17. Do I hit him? So you run up to him as hard as you can. Yeah. Pull out your tiny little fist. My tiny, tiny fist. And it's like you just ran up to the ice and just punched the ice as hard as you can. Ow. Ow. All right. That was a good try. It was a good one, though, wasn't it? You did your best. It was pretty good. I could have hit probably most other people. Yeah. Ow. 
I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I did my best. Maybe I'll cross-class in the fighter. <laughs> you got over his his armor class, but you don't deal any damage, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I hit him, but it didn't do any damage. Yeah. Technically, you always do a minimum of one. No, but... I do a minimum of zero damage. <laughs> it's one plus your ability modifier. And, her... and my ability modifier is minus two. <laughs> so you actually hurt yourself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he does the sumo thing where he's like, all right, you, get ready. Fight, clear fight, it out, fight. clear it out. Ooh, yeah, I, we like go around and make a circle, me and yeah. Sick and Kana. Kind of looks like a line, but. Rules are simple. First one to be on the back loses. <laughs> That sounds like sex. No comment. <laughs> first one on their back gets to be the bottom tonight. Gets to be. Okay. Yeah. First one to lose wins, if you know what I mean. All rough. All right. So uh, we're not going to roll initiative. It's going to be contested strength rolls. You mean athletics? Athletics or acrobatics, depending on what you want in the moment. All right. So on a scale of one to ten, how hard do you want me to try? <laughs> I, I respect you too much to not give it my all, so you better do the same. Fair enough. Uvar. <laughs> it goes big. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he says that grows another, you know, almost four feet, squares up. All right. Let's go. Oh, but Bless is cheating. It's cheating because it's yours. <laughs> he looks up at you and smiles. Roll your athletics check. Amazing. I pull a whistle out of my bag and I- You don't it. have a whistle. Well, then I just make a high-pitched noise with my mouth. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I got- a 14. All right. With advantage. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, so he goes in, or you go in first, feeling much more confident and huge. Yes. And he is able to use your momentum and twist you around, and you are now off balance for your next move as he grabs your arm and does a sick judo maneuver. Ooh. You haven't fallen down yet, but you are off balance. Okay. So you can roll again, uh, and because it would have been at disadvantage, but you have advantage from being huge, so it's just normal. Okay. Be quick like a puss puss. <laughs> That balance like a puss puss. I got a 13. Okay. So this is not what you were expecting. He, you're enormous. You're huge. You can lift like what feels like mountains. You feel a tiny, tiny in comparison to how large you are foot behind yours. And you can just feel yourself slam onto the ground with a thunderous crack. So you know who's the top tonight. Well, considering how every other fight I've been in has gone, don't know why I'm surprised. He got a 24. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Definitively, that determines that I'm at least in this scenario stronger than you. And that's really all that mattered for me in the moment. And he reaches out a hand to lift you up. I accept it. Well, I mean, it means that you're a better wrestler than me. Next time we'll do a lifting contest. I have to get back to work. Sounds good to me. Uh, do you shrink down to get lifted up or do you stay as big as long as possible? Um, I will shrink down out of respect. All right. He helps you up the way that bros help each other up, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then he pats you on the shoulder and he says, all right, I'll see you next time. And he heads off to uh, keep fixing shit and building more shit. All right. Uh, Sukin kind of goes over to Condemned and pats his shoulder and he's like, you get him next time, bud. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be the exception. Yes. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. You're, you're going to get him. He cracks his neck. All right, well, let's go. For record, I didn't roll above a seven on any of those. And on the first one, I was rolling with advantage. So feels good. Holy fuck. Get all, get all your bad rolls out of the way now, right? You know what? We've established that Condemned, the fighter, rolls terribly in fighting and then rolls well elsewhere. So what I'm going to do next time is make a bard who will kick ass in combat and then fail every persuasion check. Yeah, exactly. So you guys wind up at Jewel's place and luckily for you, Nakyu is currently in the dining area and she's practicing her fire. Nakyu! Akin kuko. 
And you can see that this is now as large as yours is. Ah, Sukni, you're doing such a good job. Yeah. And she like hucks it at you. Uh, uh, can I catch it? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I say Akin Kuku, and I summon my own fire to catch that fire with it. <laughs> Super dope. She rolled a natural one. So you like absorb it into your fireball and your fireball becomes bigger because of it. Sick. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, you scared me. I'm not used to people coming in here. Ah, uh, it's okay. okay. She All she right. dissolves the fire. I got you a gift. Where would you get me a gift? Uh, what would you get me as a gift? A little thing called um, a yuat gave me some yuat. You what? You know, bees. What is what? What you what? <laughs> Precisely. Now you get it. <laughs> she gets out. She gets out the little jar, the little potion bottle of yuat, and she hands it to her. Uh, Taste it. So you hand her a like a like a jar full of like yellow gold, and you're like, drink this. Drink this. Just a little bit. Just taste a little bit. She looks really concerned and confused. She's like, Tr- it's not. Trust me. It's not. It's so good. Did you make this, or is this someone else's? I got it out of the jug. I ate a bunch of it. It's really good. It's really good. It tastes like delicious combat. <laughs> no, it tastes like um, you want, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll get it in a second. Yeah. Try Just try a little bit. Do it. She looks at the three of you and is like, do you guys need water? N- no. Like, don't you want to be cool? <laughs> all the all the cool kids are drinking at these did you guys pee in this jar? No. Don't be ridiculous. Try it. First of all, my piss is clear. Urine wouldn't turn into that viscosity under cold. It would separate. Yes. She looks really, really skeptical, but she like trusts Sukunkana just enough. She pops it off and she gives a little sniff just in case. It's like, oh. Maris is giving two thumbs up. She like sticks her pinky in mm-hmm. and like gets a little bit like... And then, like, the same thing that happened to Maris, like, when (laughs) babies eat a lemon or something like that for, like, a minute, they're like, oh, whoa, it's, like, a lot of flavor. (laughs) And then she, like, starts, like, pinky in more, just, like, slowly, and then she's like, I should, and she pops the lid on, she's like, I have to save this. (laughs) Actually, I was just thinking, why don't I just get you a whole bunch of this, and I'll just make something else tomorrow. (laughs) I can make you so much you want. I just need a container. I promise it's not I urine. Pro- I just need a container to put it in for you. She'll do it in front of you so that you know it's not urine. It is puke, though. Do you have, like, something I can put this in? Like, I don't know, something you can store it in? It comes from a bone jug. Another jug, yeah. Uh, she just goes off to a different part of the house and grabs, like, a different skull container. Great. Is it an- enough for one gallon of honey? No. <laughs> okay, well, she pours as much of it as she can in, and she says, all right, I got more if you okay. want more. Uh, no, I, uh, I'll say this... Should be okay. I think that... Okay, so things you got to know about Yuat. Um, it's never, ever going to go bad, ever, period. Okay. It's good for preserving things inside of it. You can cook it with meat to make the meat taste really sweet. It's really good. Um, you can put it in water, and it's really good for coughs and for colds. Um, and it's really good on your skin if your skin's really dry, but you have to remember to wash it off later. Okay. I'm going to mostly probably just eat it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go put this away. Yeah, hide it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to share it with Jade, though. I can give her. I can give her her own. We should probably give it to Jewel, even if she doesn't like it. She can use it as a reward for those who are loyal to her. Oh, good, good point. Good point. Bribe people. Uh, yeah. You guys chat a little bit more. Time goes by. Jewel eventually. Um, oh. I do want to tell Jade something important. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Jade, I need you to do something for me from now on. You have to promise you're going to do this no matter what. Uh, what it's is- nothing bad. Oh, all right. What is it? Sukun kind of like she she holds up one of her braids towards Naku and she says, I need you to make sure that you braid your hair like this from now on and that you burn any hair that you find after after you brush it and that you're really careful around people 
with your hair and your fingernails and anything like that. Because there's people out there who can steal your memories or something just by eating a single hair. Like, it's, like, it's pretty, like, normal and, like, maybe it's, like, a sisterly thing. Like, you're trying to be, like, you know, friendly or whatever. And it's also, like, people can steal your memories. Uh, and then she's, like, oh, uh, Or something. Uh, it's really bad. Um, it's really scary. Uh, I'll tell you the whole story later, but it's really important that you do this and that you teach as many people you can to do the same thing. And also, on a side note, there's a lot of spooky witch stuff that people can do with your body parts and your hair and stuff. I'm a witch, trust me. Okay. Really, we should just shave your hair off. It'll grow back. That's the problem. Sukunkana, <laughs> perhaps we should shave your hair. No. <laughs> why not? We Maybe we could make like a little bonnet. Trust me, hair is overrated. I don't know why you people are so attached to it. My ears will get cold. <laughs> not if we make you a bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> but you already complain about your ears getting cold. And your nose. Yeah, and they'll get even colder and they'll fall off. <laughs> to be fair, we wouldn't know because... Goliaths are more resistant to the cold, and I turn. He turns to Maris. You don't have ears, so maybe we should trust her on this one. You should. So Jewel comes home. <laughs> <laughs> she comes in, and she's very happy to see all three of you, or all four of you, all hanging out. Five of you, Alexander, Jesus Christ, Alexander, yeah. Alexander skeleton. Be, she's only happy to see four. She's of us, happy though. to see four of you, and then Alexander has his hood off, so there's just like this skull on top of a body sitting around her dining room table, uh, not saying anything. Uh, she says, okay, well, uh, does he eat? No. He tried once. Yeah, it, it made it, don't talk, it's sensitive. Sh- yeah, don't. He's sensitive All about right. it. Uh, to be fair, we pushed him into it. We did. We've been bullying him a lot. It's actually- So he's sensitive that he can't eat. Should I give him a bowl? It'll just make him sad again. It'll just make him yeah, sad. His, his shoulders, like, slump down. Oh, honey. Uh, she's like, all right, okay. Uh, so she gives everybody some, some broth and some soup or whatever. Uh, it, do we introduce Jewel to the honey? Uh, do you? Yes. Do you put? Do you do it by putting it in her soup? I put it in her hot water. All right. Jade, practicing her magic as best she can, uh, is the one who heats up everybody's broth and water for uh, like tea or whatever this time. Put honey in the tea. And uh, she brings it over and she puts it down in front of everybody and she says, "Jewel, Jewel, they brought some something awesome, something really great, uh, and they gave us some, and it's amazing. And I know it looks like." Like pee, but like, trust me, it's super good. Yeah, you're gonna shit your dick. I'm just kidding. I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that, please. Your no. dick is gonna get shit <laughs> off. Can't say that in front of the milf. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I'm too nervous. <laughs> Jewel looks at the three of you. Looks like your your water is now discolored. And she's like, okay, bottoms up, and she drinks a little bit, and then like, like the water is like fairly hot, and she's like, oh, oh. <sighs> but she keeps drinking it more and just like it tastes so good yeah i do that too do you want God. do you want more uh, yeah 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 uh if you get me a container i can put more into it i already gave jade her own do you want more uh, sure. i need another container sure i'll uh i'll see if i can find some uh she runs off and she comes back with another like identical is that the other half gallon the other half gallon yes okay i feel it i give her i give her the you watch spiel about what it is and what they could do with it okay that's a lot to take in i should i should write this down or commit this to memory somehow i'm just really invested in this this flavor i know it's so good you're welcome i completely forgot what happened where, where were you guys going what were you doing oh it was fucked up bro <laughs> <Bruh. laughs> <laughs> i died it's been a day what 
I did die. I can't, I'm back. So the good news is that the undead horde should no longer be an issue. Uh, as there was some infighting is maybe not right word for it, but effectively infighting amongst the group that was responsible. And so it is no longer going to be problem. Bad news is that there is a powerful witch who is going around and... Uh, is teaching people how to do what the Bill Luckyfoot imposter was doing. She, like, spits on the ground in her own home because she's just, like, so, like, yeah. Indeed. Truly upsetting. Uh, yeah, there was this whole village of people who were basically kidnapping people, eating pieces of them. There's this asshole, don't remember his name, Puspus, who was basically forcing people to fight to the death for sport he had an entire house made out of like people's skin uh it was horrible and traumatizing it was pretty gnarly it was real gross pretty hard to set on fire (laughs) really bad taste i did get this jug out of it so you hear jewel uh sort of like you know like the thing when you throw up in your mouth a little bit like drink some of that you it's gonna help yeah she has a little bit I i want you guys to know in case you had any connections to people from those villages or in case you send caravans out to do trade uh, endure and persist no longer exist. That explains why the caravans never came back. So don't send any more because there's nothing to go to. Where were we? Duration? Duration was the problem village. Duration was where your friend Fang was from. Yeah, it also no longer exists. Shit. We also have news about Fang. Be careful if you see her because she has more power than any of us imagined. She almost like burnt half the town down by herself. There was a... uh a bird guy named what was his name chop 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 yeah there's a bird guy named chop chop and he is looking for people that are special or something and fang happened to be such an angry person that she was special and she has like these crazy fire powers and she like went off into the sky so be careful you see her because she might be a little unhinged and extremely powerful shit interestingly chop chop himself does not seem to be uh direct problem he wasn't interested in creating the undead hordes or making people fight to death however he does seem to be uh inspiring and empowering creative individuals and also crazy strong he killed the big kitty the big puss puss with a point of his finger it was pretty wild to see yeah we saw his brain oh yeah he only let us go because he thought we were like interesting so like jewel does like the like shaky hand like bringing the drink to her lips like (laughs) yeah so recommendation if you see him don't try to tangle with him because he's likely not direct threat to you and if you make him run your head will explode also braid your hair from now on (laughs) if you're saying that like like bill luckyfoot they can use parts of our body for the memories or whatever it was. I think I'm just going to get rid of my hair. That's what I've been saying. That's fine by me. Like very, like pretty much that moment goes and finds like a very sharp knife and starts like, shh, shh. Make sure you burn that. Would you two mind? She gestures to uh, the two druids in the room. You want me to burn your hair off? Not off, but like burn it when I'm done cutting it. Oh, yeah, no, sure. I take a lock. No, just... <laughs> then you eat it. I eat it. <laughs> I'm gonna find out all of her hobbies. <laughs> she's trying to like it. Like she's getting like uh like flashback memories. She's just like like smelling it. Like 
<laughs> Ew, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you, she does not leave a lock of hair. She gives it all to the two druids to burn. We burn it. And then she says, okay, uh, this is a lot to take in. Jade and I are going to go into the other room and we're going to get ready for bed because it sounds like her and I have a lot of stuff to talk about in regards to this stuff. She's been helping me with all the important planning stuff. She hasn't been able to like go out as much, but she's been very helpful to me personally. Uh, as you know, Belfast is doing what I used to do, and I'm doing what Bill should have been doing. How are the rest of the townspeople taking all of this? Are they, have they been, you know, I know everyone seems to be rallying together to help protect it, but... Well, for the most part, they just, they're realizing how defenseless we were before. Now that we real like, I've been able to look at and analyze and determine how many resources Bill was actually wasting on stupid shit, it's actually a lot easier for us to fortify than we thought. So, like, Bill is bad at his job before he got eaten by, like, a crazy bird man? Yeah, it's not a great way for it to have happened, but it is, it's better now. Yeah, so it all worked out in the end. I mean, we still had someone, like, eat another person and steal their identity in our community. Well, yeah, but it sounds like he was a liability to the group, so this was for the best. Everybody's still traumatized. <laughs> is there anyone else in the town that we should be wary of? Like, I, like, is there anyone else that has been acting weird? Well, not weird, but Nurse Marin, she's been hard at work. We haven't seen her outside of the hospital much. Maybe you should check on her. Last I talked to her, she's really been working hard at, well, at not needing help. Like refusing help or just- She doesn't want to need help. Oh, I wonder if that had something to do with me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He's very, yeah, obviously. I apologize to her. We had a conversation. That doesn't mean that it didn't happen. I grew, I grew up. I died. <laughs> I'm older and stronger and smarter Better, now. faster, harder, and stronger. And so hotter. And hotter. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend you guys talk to her right now. Okay, well. Perhaps you should speak to her. It seems as if uh, being unwilling to ask for or seek assistance when overwhelmed is a particularly bad trait for a healer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not about asking. It's not about when she is overwhelmed. It's about her getting to a point at which she is overwhelmed. She wants to be strong enough to not be there. Sounds like there should be more than one nurse. Is there anyone that she can apprentice? That's a good idea. I'll see if anybody in town is willing. But Naku will develop healing spells eventually. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. Something for you guys to talk about. Okay. I'll bring that into consideration. I feel like we probably should have mentioned that to them before. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fire is pretty useful, though. Okay. We have to go down for bed. I think that you guys should also. And uh, as per usual, people are still a little bit uncomfortable with you guys. So just head out tomorrow. And then she uh, leaves and goes to bed. Uh, Alexander is now alone with you guys. And Naku and Jewel are off in their area. And he says... I'm really sorry. Uh, I get it. She's really hot, right? <laughs> no, oh. I uh, I get really nervous around people I'm not comfortable with. It's okay, bud. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You don't have to talk if you don't feel like talking. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I mean, I don't talk. I just speak into people's minds all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that you guys should go to bed. I'll I'll stay here. I'll I'll watch. I'll be sentry. As he sits, uh, he just sort of like sits at the table and then his head just like rotates around slowly. Is he in the middle of the room? Can people, other people see him? Uh, he's in the middle of the room, uh, but like the, the curtain is closed where Jewel and Jade's room is. Okay. And he's just sort of like in the main, or er- er, the, the dining area where people would have to go through if they're coming in here. That'll be fine. So he just sits there, his head rotating like a sentry. Cool. We go to bed. <laughs> he sits me in. Yeah. Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> Good night. So you guys wake up. We wake up. Yeah, it's now time to head on out. 
Uh, because you slept in a community, you get that, that any spell slots or stuff that you used. Oh, yeah. Stupid bless. Yep. Hell, yeah. I used so many spells. Hell, yeah, you did. I should have used more spells. And uh, as you guys get up and stuff, you do your normal goodbyes and you head on out. And, of course, Harold is still just outside. Bye, Harold! He eyes you suspiciously. If it makes you feel any better, it is very unlikely that we're going to reveal that yet another town leader is a secretly a shapeshifter cannibalizing the real leader. I don't care about that. Oh. It's them lizards. You don't like my baby, Napgash? I'm not saying that. It's you just got a problem no, with me? Napgash <laughs> is so sweet! They're baby! Look at them! She points at... Her lizard, which is the babiest lizard in the world. Do you remember what happened last time? No. One of them did go a little bit. Did they? Exactly. All right. Don't don't worry. I'll just stay here. You just keep walking. I'll see you next time. Okay. I'm going to get later. Awesome. A few days go by. You're out in the wilderness. Do you guys want to do anything? You want to talk about anything? You got anything in mind for what you might want to talk about or do? I would actually like to talk to Alexander. Yeah. Hey, Xander. Do you mind if I call you that? I I do, actually. If you wouldn't mind calling me Alexander. Oh, thank God. Alexander. So many syllables. (laughs) Can you, like, feel pain and stuff? No, not really. Ooh. Could you do me a favor? <laughs> oh my god, that doesn't sound good. I like where this is going. What? So, um, I have these boots. <laughs> what What the issue is is when I like when I try to put my foot in it, it like ouchies like super bad. <laughs> okay. So I was wondering if you could try, and it has like things in it. So I was wondering if you'd be able to go in. And get them out for me. But what if he gets hurt? Just because you don't feel pain doesn't mean you don't get hurt. Oh, yeah, I should preface this. Can you die? I mean, I did it once. He can be destroyed, though. Yeah, we've seen plenty of skeletons get destroyed. That's true. If I put my hand in there and then it bites off my wrist, then I won't have a hand anymore, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Maris, I'd like to say something. Do you remember what I said to, to Jewel when I said that if anything happens to this this skeleton i will be very upset this threat also applies to you if anything happens to alexander i will be very upset doesn't that not really play into the whole conversation that you and connie had the other day about rage you're right if anything happens to you i will be very upset though i mean i really appreciate it because i've been following you guys for quite a while now I know, I know lots of stuff about you guys. You guys are maybe my best friends ever. I sure am. Alexander. So speaking of creepy things that have been happening to us over the past few weeks, should we speak about uh, some of the other dreams? What, like, do you want to learn how to play the banjo or something? Yes. I mean, Maris, you said you had seen your grandfather when you died, Yes. You acted as if uh, this was not for us time. And have we in character discussed the doors? No. I don't think we discussed what was beyond the doors, no. Oh, yeah. Should we discuss what happened or who we spoke to when we went through the doors? Yeah, actually, because that was so many, I mean, so many days ago. Month. It was like at least a month or two ago. Yeah, it was during that dream that I saw my granddad. I went down to the bottom of the boat and... This was the doors. This was level two. Oh, wait, no, yeah, this was in the boat. Never mind. I went through my door in the boat. Nope, in the tavern. Nope, in the tavern. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> So what had happened in this dream? I've had a couple dreams where I saw my granddad. I think actually. Yes, you ha- you have. So I've I, I've seen I've seen him a couple times, but when I died, that was the final time. When I saw him the first time, 
in the tavern dream he was just younger and he was saying things about me and him no it was i found a note nope not that time no did i not find a note this is when he apologized to you do you want to roll a history check real quick to see what you can remember based off of what the dm knows yeah I rolled a 19, a 16 plus 3. So what you remember is that this conversation was mostly about how your grandfather was remorseful about having set you on the same path that he was on initially without having prepared you enough for what you had to do. And also that he missed you. I relay that to the group. I see. I dreamt that night about Maha, the being that shows me the dreams of the past world. And I spoke to her for the first time that night. And since then, I've been able to speak to her more. We talked about how we want to save the world because I hate the way the world is. <laughs> I still do. You know, kind of meeting the good people we've met so far makes me think that maybe it's not all bad. Well, some parts of it are really bad. DM. Yeah. Does Sukunkana have any confusing subconscious feelings about Maha right now? Uh, yes. But, um, when I first met her, it was so exciting. She's been a little quiet recently. I don't know. I don't feel bad about it. It's a little overwhelming to have somebody watching you all the time and judging you all the time, I guess. Can you talk to her? Can you like... Maybe. I don't know if I want to do that. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I can't turn it off, so I, it's just how it is. I see. What about you, big boy? I met the person who was my teacher in the matters of the of bone foraging before I came to thrive. Someone that I had deceived in the past. I am not sure if she has died since then, or if this is universal requirement. Unfortunately, there was nothing to the conversation that I believe is terribly relevant. But it is interesting to know uh, who the two of you spoke to. Uh, you guys are, I believe this is like walk and talk kind of thing. Yeah, this is walk and talk. Yeah. Talk and ride. As you guys are having this conversation, I'll say that you do eventually see the familiar horizon that is Thrive. You can see the major shield on the uh, southwestern outer limit of town. And then as you look closer, you can see that there seems to be something new on the eastern side, or eastern side, the right side of town, as from your perspective. Ooh, curiosity is peaked. Uh, can I get perception check from everybody? I'm so perceptive. I got a 14. I got a 17. Nice. I got an 18. All right. What the three of you see is a very, very, very large body. The giants. You can see the feet are facing your direction. You can see that there's a very large stomach. It is massive. It's reminiscent of the very large finger-shaped thing that you saw walking around. It's the rest of the starfish. (laughs) (gasps) Holy shit. Ew. Is it actually the rest of the starfish? No. Uh It is a a giant humanoid. So it's the giants. Okay. Uh, And then just beyond that, as you begin to sort of gaze around that area, you can see that part of the minor shield has been broken off. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. We should have gone to the giants first before we tried to fuck up the bird boy. Mm. I mean, it was all bad, though. As you begin to see more of town, you can see that there's much destruction in that sort of area. 
Uh, Sukun kind of goes faster. Fucking hia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. So the three of you just hit your uh, lizards. I do not hit her. I say hoo which means let's go. I would not hit Napkach ever. I'm not saying actual kick. I would never kick Napkach. This is a metaphorical. Like a little horse squeeze. Okay. Yeah. As long as we're clear on that. Condemn does slap in Sukkwat. Okay. (laughs) So you guys kick it up into high gear. As you're heading into town, and uh, Alexander says, as he's running beside you, I don't think that I should uh, come into this one. This seems like a big deal. Uh, do you guys have a way to communicate with me outside of town? Should we give him a rocky talk? Yeah, give him the rocky talkie. Okay. He's like, all right, I'll take this one. I'll. Uh, it only works once. I'll wait over here on this side. If you're in danger, just just call us. Okay. Call me, beat me, if you want to reach me. As you guys are heading straight toward town, he like peels off at 90 degree angle to just go hide in the fog. Yep. Condemned immediately gives Sukunkana his walkie talkie. She takes it, pockets it. The three of you get into town. And uh, you can tell that Sukunkana, your home, seems to have been one of the targets of some of this damage. I beeline to it. You want line. <laughs> oh, was the big, big feet, was it dead or is it alive? It was laying down. It looked like it was probably dead. Okay, good. I thought that it was like alive. So I was like, why are we doing it? I got scared. Is there any, is there any screaming or sounds of fighting or whatever? No. Okay, I go home. Okay, so as you go into your home, you can see that it doesn't look like it was on fire or anything. It looks like m- most of the damage was physical. Ma? Uh, you can hear her sitting in basically her war room and she says, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, daughter. She bursts into the room. Daughter, come here. Ma. Uh, she has a bandage around her head and her arm in a sling. And she's sitting in her big commander's chair. And she looks like she is haggard and like she's been through some shit recently. And she says, oh, oh, daughter, it's so good to see you. Uh, so you can kind of immediately, immediately mm-hmm. heals her. Yeah, I was going to say, I, can I can I help? You guys run over and you you uh, spot her some heals. I'll I'll take five off of my Leon hands pool. Yeah, sure. Is anyone is there anyone else in this room? Uh, Howard Dugans is in there with her. Does he look hurt? Uh, no, he doesn't look hurt at all. Okay, I just use healing word on Kama. Um, I'll use a second, third level spell slot because she's desperate. Okay, uh, you give her that third level spell slot and she says no. It's everybody's tried. Thirteen points of healing. <laughs> Daughter, I appreciate it, but it's not its not like other injuries. What do you mean, it's not like other injuries? Are you poisoned? I can fix that. No, I just, I, okay, the three of you. It's nice that you're back, but I need the three of you to do something else. You need to leave immediately. What? And she turns to uh, Howard Dugans and she says, okay, you need to find Lion's Grey. And you need to get them the thing that I told you about, okay? Why do we have to leave? I can't promise it'll all make sense, but this is the number one priority, okay? We just got back! I know. Do you know what happened out there? I know, but this is more important, okay? This is the number one priority. Howard, go. Go now. She looks you up and down. She says, you're so tall. You're so tall. And I'm so proud of you, okay? I need you, the three of you, to go to the celestial staircase, okay? I think I'm confused. Uh, I thought the celestial staircase was where you send the people to die. Yes, you do, okay? I can't explain it. I can't say it because the magic in place, if I were to betray its secret, it would no longer have share its power. Is Kasu, is she down there? No. <sighs> where is she? You said she was doing the thing and she's not back yet? She's not back yet. I need you to find her. Last I heard, she went there. That's Sukunkana's sister, right? Yeah. Su means sister in Tanaka. You need to find Mor Omdu and bring her to me, 
this injury that you're suffering, is it? The physical injuries. They're nothing I'm not used to. But the flame inside of me is going out, and I need to pass it on. Ah. Uh. I need to give it to Mor before it's too late. I didn't want to put you through this, Gunkana. I brought you what? I was going to show you. I'll be with you. I'll be with you, okay? Now, the three of you, I need you to go to the Celestial Stairs, okay? You know where it is, the northwestern border of town. Hey. Okay, you need to go quickly. <coughs> you need to go quickly. Lions Gray will meet you on the way. He has something for the three of you. Lions Gray, he is the lead member of the Guardians of the Soul, who are the spiritual people in town. Connie, I'm going to need you to drag me out of this room. No. I grab Sikonkana's hand. You need to go. I tug, just lightly. This is an order. As your mother and as the leader of Thrive, you need to go. And I need help from my friends to leave. Take her. Yeah, I take her hand. I grab. All right, she follows you. She's shaken. On your way out, you hear Mor Amdu say, Take care of them, these two. These are your family. Don't forget to eat good and don't sleep too long and stay warm and I love you. I'm going to see you soon. Uh, she doesn't say anything as the three of you leave the room. He's going to hang back in seconds and say, We'll find your daughter and I'll br- make sure that they're both brought back to you before the time comes. And then he's going to run off after the t- other two. As the two of you, or three of you, are running through town, you can tell it's there's not pandemonium, there's not panic. This wasn't recent. That was in this was in the last few days. What it feels like more is sullen somberness. People are tired. People are injured. The panic people who are running around are healers and mages and construction workers, but everybody else seems tired, exhausted, and scared. As you're running through town, uh, Lions Gray crosses your path, and he doesn't stop you. He follows you along, and he's jogging along beside you, and he says, Okay, this is really important, okay? Each of the three of you, uh, you take one of these cubes, okay? You, uh, Connie, this one here, uh, Maris, this one's for you, and Sukunkana, right here, take this. Use these somewhere where you're safe and there's no one around, okay? What do they do? How? All you have to do is speak into it. I want to make something. I'm, I, I can't really explain it. Uh, this is something that your mother had me working on, uh, and you need to do it now. Okay, so whenever you guys find a safe place, you feel like you can uh, be in your own element, these are for you, okay? They work once a day. Okay, go on. I gotta get back to what I was doing. And uh, he turns off, and each of you now have three cubes that haven't really been given much of an explanation. As you continue on your path, uh, eventually you see before you the celestial staircase. Across town, you can see that there are people who are climbing on top of the giant's body and uh, butchering it for pieces, for bones. It's comparable to the size of the bone garden. This could be a massive resource for the town if they manage to pull this out. Oh, I see. So when it's elf or human, it's wrong. But when it's giant kin, (laughs) sure. Now it's fine. Giants aren't people. They're monsters. (laughs) I didn't say that in character. Yeah, Speaking spe- into the cube, bitch. I mean, Michael used both, but we only got shit for the elven ones. <laughs> All right, should we should we fuck off down these stairs? Yeah. Okay. What you see before you when you finally reach the celestial staircase, this is outside the border of town. So you're able to look at it. I believe the first time for all three of you see it uh, from rather close distance. The way that it stands, it stands fairly tall up in the air. And uh, it looks like this is sort of a backdrop to a descending staircase 
that leads down into the ice. The colors that you can see coming out of the staircase are really quite beautiful. They're green and blue and a bit of rosy pink. Going forward, it's scary because this is where you were told that people descend into to die. How wide is the stairs? Uh, fairly wide. Crowds of people could go Crowds into. of people can go into it. That doesn't bode well. <laughs> uh, so what you can see is that it descends down into the ground and then takes a left curve. Oh, so he kind of starts walking. Yeah, we, we go forward, I guess. Time is of the essence. We go. When you are descending the celestial staircase, curiously, there are no bodies. I don't like that. Sukunkana, for the first time in quite a long while, you hear Maha's voice. Go. Go on. There's something more down there. I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for my family, she thinks back. As you descend into the celestial staircase, it's beautiful. And surprisingly and unusually, you feel comfortable and warm. It's warm under here. It's consistent and very pleasant. This unironically puts Condemned on edge. Yeah, Sukunkana is also on edge. Not even as a joke, just as a, okay, so we're descending into a scary thing and we feel very welcomed and comfortable. This is a bad sign. Sukunkana says, Akin kuku, and she summons a fire to like light their situation. Yeah, in, in kind, um, Condemned draws his shield and draws his fist. Hopefully it's not filled with a flammable gas. Yeah, it's surprisingly well lit as you are walking through here. Still keeping my fire out. I think Maris feels comforted just to know that like her granddad got to see such pretty things on his way down to die. Uh, the colors of the ice are uh, surprising and beautiful, shining a brilliant burgundy and cerulean with sparkles of bright juniper. You begin to hear the clanging of something unfamiliar to most of them. You hear the clanging of a forge. What? Why? Condemned, it sounds metallic. Oh, you're working with the good shit. Rounding a corner after following the staircase for a while, there is an intense and massive, for Sukunkana who would know what I'm talking about, but everybody else, this is your real life description, anthill-like society that dwells deep under the staircase. Everybody that you see seems to be a little shorter than the average human being. Fuck yeah. Dwarves. Oh, dwarves. Thank God. I thought it was going to be a bunch of gnomes. I thought I, my, in my heart said, is it a bunch of frogs? It's not. Are there beards, Brian? Yeah, there are beards. <gasps> so many beards. Fuck yeah. I feel at home. Me, Marilyn. One specific thing that you can see rather far away, but fairly easily, is a catacomb-like tribute to everyone who you can remember making their way to the celestial staircase. These are the dwarves. This is what they've been doing. One of them uh, sees you and addresses you and says, Three of you don't look like you're dying. We're looking for more Amdu. All right. I, I mind link to him, by the way. Come with me. Okay. We have uh, someone who wants to talk to you. The three of you are rushed uh, relatively quickly. There are dwarves coming in and out of every which way. It seems like they are well put together, well mannered. They are very efficient at moving around these hills very quickly. And they bring you to a person who has a large red beard and large red hair. He has a giant hammer sitting next to him and a crystalline axe on the other side. Did we know that dwarves were down here? Nope. Nobody did. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to say it. These are not the angels that I was expecting to see in the <laughs> gates to heaven. Yeah. But 
I, I approve. <laughs> I'm I'm rolling with it. I approve. I'm jazzed. Condemn doesn't. Way too much hair. <laughs> this specific fancy dwarf with the red hair and stuff, he looks at you and he says, okay, you three. Can I, wait, can we, okay, pause. Can we roll back a little bit? Can I request that the head dwarf is a they, them? Just because I like the idea of a non-binary, fully bearded dwarf. Sure. Just because it'd be fucking cool, okay? Uh, so this dwarf... <laughs> This they-them dwarf, who is not about to address his gender at all. Their gender. Uh, if we refer to them, I want it to be they-them. Like, you can do the normal thing. Yes. We go back, do the normal speech, but I just think it would be cool. Where did you get the three of them? Uh, they came from the staircase, but they're not close to death. I think that she sent them. People are sent by Groandu. Yes. He huffs a bit and breathes out of his nose slowly. The three of you sit down. My name... Uh, time is a bit of the essence here. We don't have time. My name is Balfour Flametooth. Our society owes Groamdu a great service, but we are sworn to keep it secret. All right, so she is... It appears to be dying, and she needs to pass her flame on to her daughter before she does that. And she appears to be dying at rather, uh, not precisely sedate pace. That would explain why you're here. It would. We did it. We just did. It just explained it. Did Moram do make it back? We don't know where she is. That's that's the problem. Isn't she down here? Do you know? Yeah, the last place Kama said that she was was here. Okay. Then we have a lot to talk about. Well, we better get talking. And that's what we're going to call it. (laughs) Excellent. Look at us. That's what we're going to call it. (laughs) Questionable. Right, you put me through the window. Huh. Thank you everyone for listening to episode 16 of Tales of Bone and Ice, starring Grimhilda as Sukunkana, Marilyn as Maris Terraset, Candor as Condemned, and myself, Brian Sherwood, as the DM. Music and editing done by Chelsea Love, with additional editing done by Brian Sherwood. As usual, you can find us at BonePod on Twitter, and using the hashtag BonePod gets you in the draw when I need names for NPCs who may or may not die. We always love recording these, and we're about to start recording some more for all of you, as we love sharing these stories with you and hearing all your wonderful feedback. As usual, thanks again, and remember, consider getting yourself some vitamin D supplements if you're experiencing a lack of energy and potentially some seasonal affective disorder, as the lower temperature and less sunlight can hinder your body's ability to get it naturally. temperature and less sunlight can hinder your body's ability to get it naturally i think i nailed that also i shouldn't have put that right on the end of that like i did uh love you bye